This is Computer Talk with Tab, hosted by Eric Semmel of Tab Computer Systems. Interact with Eric and his guest by phone at 522-WTIC. Email them in the studio at gethelpattabinc.com or get help anytime at computertalkwithtab.com. Now, here's Eric. And good morning. This is Computer Talk with Tab. I'm Eric. And I'm Dennis. And that's Dennis Halnon. He's back from his vacation. He's one of the employee owners at Tab. He comes in and helps me out with your computer problems, comments, questions, and concerns. And now, we, of course, we are broadcasting on WTIC's Facebook page, and we're, we've moved over to the Computer Talk with Tab Listener Network Facebook page that we've had for forever but never really used it for anything. Uh, we figured we'd now dedicate it to this program and our public service um, and uh, allow you guys to kind of work as a community, too, mm -hmm. together. So we're excited about that. Go ahead and check out the Computer Talk with Tab uh, Network uh, page there over on Facebook, and that's where you'll find us as well. And we're going to be here until 11 o'clock live. Feel free to get online. 860-522-9842 is the number. I want to thank all you guys for coming out last Saturday to our first live broadcast over there in the historic district of East Hartford, <laughs> out in front of the formerly hermetically sealed tab computer systems. Uh, we were out there and uh, collecting your e-waste with Environmental Office Solutions, and uh, you guys did a great job dropping off your stuff. And it's simple and easy. You know, it's like a drive-through um, without anybody spilling coffee on you. <laughs> and uh, so all you had to do is open your trunk. And uh, so we'll probably do it next uh, next year as well around this time. And hopefully even better weather. It was a little, a little dreary out there that day. Hot, oh. sticky, misty. Yeah, but it wasn't where I was. No, yeah, don't rub it in, Dennis. <laughs> okay. Don't rub it in, Dennis. So we're here until 11 o'clock. Feel free to get online. 860-522-9842 is the number. And uh, all right, uh, let's get to some news. What do you got? Anything you want to talk about? I, I want to talk about something that, that is a topic that we discuss regularly, but yeah. it just keeps coming up. All right. And people are being stupid. Yes. Uh, I'm sure most people have heard about the MGM uh, cyber attack that's pretty much taken down all of their systems, their websites. Yes. Uh, their booking uh, everything. Everything. It's all shut down, and uh, apparently even a lot of their facilities, like in Las Vegas, are, are shut down. Uh, a mm -hmm. lot of the slot machines are no longer running, stuff like that. Yeah, a lot of people, are, bad. A lot of people are saving a lot of money, but yes, it is very bad. But very yes. bad. But yeah. here's the issue. Yeah. The way that the hackers got in the door... Well, wait a minute. Hang on, let me guess. They used a very sophisticated software that then penetrated their firewalls, that then evaded their EDR, went around their MDR, evaded their antivirus, jumped over a few hoops, hopped across a couple servers, got in through their sprinkler system, and then they were able to ransom them, right? Uh, maybe that's the Hollywood version that we might see someday if a movie is ever made of that, but no! Oh, gee. Was it more? Was is it even more complicated? Vastly more prosaic than uh. that. Prosaic. Oh, uh -oh. yeah, prosaic. It was just plain, simple social engineering. They asked him for their password. Well, not quite. Yeah. What they did was they did LinkedIn lookups on the company. Of course. They found the name of an IT person. Mm -hmm. Then they called MGM's help desk. Of course. And apparently impersonated this person and then was able. they were able to get Access. access to something right. that this person should have had access to. Right. Then they use that to get into the network. So they asked a colleague on the help desk as they impersonated themselves as a help desk member to give them access. Hey, I lost my password. Hey, mm -hmm. I have a problem. Can you get me in? And they said, okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's right. 
<laughs> and and that's all that it took. Yes. And you oh, can, so none of the security uh, well, defenses I just talked about. Right. Were... I was going to say. I mean, you can have all that stuff in place. Right. But if you're impersonating what isn't, uh, you know, an official and accepted credentialed user, right, in the systems, all of that stuff is going to ignore you. Right, because you're logged in. Right. You're logged in, you're doing things, and it'll just not pay attention. Now, along with this, from what I've read about this uh, this attempt, they uh, exfiltrated data, right? So they, they were in there for a while, banging around. They went and exfiltrated data. Um, and in some cases, from what I understand, they didn't actually ransom MGM. Um, they no. just, MGM turned everything off just in an abundance of caution. Right. It, it was kind of preemptive. Yeah. Um, because they don't know how long they've been in there. And, of course, they proved, they showed data, obviously, that said they were in there. Um, Caesars Palace was hit probably by the same folks. They were they just paid $33 million in a, in their ransom. Um, and, again, I'm sure they entered the same exact way. I mean, it's oh, it's not like be. Ocean's Eleven here. This is literally calling up and saying, hey, Bob, this is me on the help desk and, and acting enough like like a member of the staff with enough information that you can get from LinkedIn guys. Right. To and convince the help desk person to let him in. That's and that's the important thing. They were able to to impersonate an identity right. just based on what they could find in LinkedIn about this person. And of course it can happen on your website too, right? So if you have a business website and you know the you know, you've list who the who the management team is, you know, the bad guys then are gonna send emails as if you're one of the management team to another member of the management team, probably in the financial area, saying, hey, I need a bunch of gift cards, right? This is the, com- the common gift card scam that goes on out there, um, trying to, again, impersonate. So yeah, you got to be really, really vigilant um, these days, especially help desks. They're a very big yeah. target. And that that's something that, you know, I I think about that. Yeah, well, we, uh, we treat yeah, I mean, Well, and we don't, as far as I can tell, we have – we have checks and balances on each other mm-hmm. so that somebody can't just call in and then talk one person into letting them in. There's right. always going to be multiple people involved before any action is taken. And multiple layers of security. So you got to yeah. ask yourself, if they were let in, what kind of additional two-factor authentication was in, on this this uh, login? Or they simply give them a remote access and say, hey, let me into a system? Because it sounded like that would be the only way they would have gotten online here. Or there is no 2FA implemented. I don't know. Well, I, yeah, I, I was trying to think of, of what was done in order to get them in. Yeah. It's kind of hard to figure that out because there aren't, we don't have all those details. No. And again, you would think they'd be using physical keys to actually not allow for anybody to get in without tapping that physical key to have access to any resources on the network. Um, but yeah, be very, you got to be vigilant. And uh, so the one-armed bandits were down for down for a while. Um, <laughs> Are save, they still down? I don't know. Money. I don't know. Probably, who knows? Um, but you'll save a few bucks there if you're going to Las Vegas. You can go see a show, I guess. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, if they can turn the lights on on the stage. <laughs> the lights? No. We had a caller. We had a caller who had a smart house, and his lights all failed on. Right. So I can just imagine oh. uh, all the lights are on over there in, in Las Vegas. They're all failing on. So uh, in other news, uh, Microsoft finally realizes nobody wants its Windows 11 pre-installed bloatware. Really? Yeah, nobody wants this stuff. Imagine that. Windows 11 users will soon be able to remove more of the bloatware that gets pre-installed with Microsoft's operating systems. Um, 
whenever you boot up a freshly installed copy of Windows 11. There's a number of apps pre-installed, and quite a few of them can't be uninstalled, of course, because they are inextricably, you can't remove them from the operating system, or it will crash, Dennis. Oh, really? Of course it will. Oh. Blue screen of death if we don't have access to uh, Cortana. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so The Verge uh, looked at a beta build of Windows 11, and uh, basically they listed the apps now. For the first time, you can uninstall these apps. Cortana, thank goodness, or Cortana, however you say it or play it. Right. Photo apps, um, people apps. I don't mm -hmm. even know what that app is. People, and then, it's just a contact list. Whoever would use Microsoft People? I don't know. People must use it, but not enough of them. And then remote desktop client. Interesting that you can remove that. And then, of course, the camera app. Dennis and I were talking about that being a little weird. Um, yeah, I would I would think that if you've got a camera on your computer, you would want at least something built into Windows that can access it for you. You'd think. And the weird thing is they're finally letting us remove Cortana because it's been a deprecated service anyways. I, I was going to say, why why is it even still being deployed? They've been... They've been talking about doing away with it for a long time. Yeah. What, five years? At least. Yeah. So um, basically, uh, you can finally remove some of this junk from your system. The other thing that Microsoft is also changing is the number of Intel uh, chips that are capable of running Windows 11 has also been reduced. Mm -hmm. uh, they removed 44 more processors. So you know, Dennis and I were talking about this being possibly a lot of Xeon processors. Um but there's tons of actual Intel i5 processors that you would be surprised can't run Windows 11. Oh, that, um, that's bad because there's a lot of i5s out in the business world. That are perfectly good. Right, and they're fine. Yeah, but uh, they will not run. So for whatever reason, I mean, obviously, they get the TPM and all that fun stuff that is built into these newer motherboards that you'd want to have if you properly configured your systems. Um, but it's nice that Microsoft lets you finally remove some of that bloatware. Anything else you want to bring up? Well, we... You know what? We'll take a quick break. Uh, we have plenty of news to talk about throughout the show. If we get to anything, we'll bring it up. Uh, feel free to get online. 860-522-9842 is the number. As usual, we have uh, lots of time in the, in the first hour. Then you guys call in around 1030. Um, <laughs> but get up. Wake up. And uh, join us on the Computer Talk with Tab. Of course, you want to join us on the Computer Talk with Tab listener network. It's over there on Facebook. We're going to be posting all of our links there over on ComputerTalkWithTab.com as well. Where, uh, Dennis will be posting there. Mike G is posting to our, our Facebook page. And, of course, you can check out our uh, pasty white computer geek mugs here over on WTIC's Facebook page. We're broadcasting live. Feel free to chime in if you have a question there as well. We'll be right back. And we are back. This is Computer Talk with Tab. I'm Eric. And I'm Dennis. And uh, we're here till 11 o'clock, so feel free to get online, 860-522-9842 is the number, and we will do our best to help you out with your computer problems, comments, questions, and concerns. Let's go to our buddy Stefan in New Britain and see what he's got going on. What's happening, Stefan? Gentlemen, uh, thank you for the uh, video player recommendation. VLC Media worked yeah. out great. Oh, beautiful. However, however uh -oh. uh, I've, I've been fished. You've been fished? Oh, no. Yeah. I have been fished. All right. What'd they do? Okay. Uh, they wiped out my Google Drive on my phone. However, they did. I don't think they got access to my uh, home computers because they are not linked to my phone for that very reason. Yeah. And it was, uh, this was the name of the phishing attack, PP Invoice Help Desk Q at 826. Uh, bill for an item. I sent my watch to be repaired. I thought it was that bill. Right. Mm. And I'm there like, what? Uh, 
this, this is, and then it said something about uh, you charge 500 and something dollars for Bitcoin or something like that. And they're like, what? And my finger hit the, uh, um, the PDF. Yeah. And it opened. Oh, man. It, it just sucked everything out of my Google Drive. Wow. And um, I, I was able to search through uh, the Samsung. That was like a copy. Mm-hmm. Most of stuff. A lot of it was pictures. One was like an old pay stub from a former company that didn't have my social on it. All right. But it did have the last four numbers of my two bank accounts. Mm-hmm. I'm wondering what I can do, what I should do. Well, that's probably okay. They don't have the whole number, but, yeah. but they no, could try to refish you again. They well, now know where your banks are, who your banks are, and those numbers. The other thing that they can do is use social engineering on the bank. Right. Where they call the bank. As you. Try to act like you, use the digits that they have from the account number, and try to convince them to right. help it, them. And but, if you've configured 2FA with your Google email then they would get the yeah. 2FA if they've got access to your email account. Do they have access to your email account, Stefan? Well, they, they sent me an email, okay? But yeah. I did not open it, and I deleted it. Okay, but have you changed your password on your Google account and made sure the 2FA is going to your to uh, another email address? I wouldn't say your phone right now because right. I don't know how much access they have. Another email. So change, change my Google password. I haven't done that. Yeah, you got to oh, do absolutely. that. Absolutely. That would be that would be thing one to do. And then change like Eric mentioned change the um the, the multi-factor uh authentication route to something other than your phone. Right. And a uh, different so, email account. Yeah, I have a different email account. So, okay. uh change the password to um uh, like I have three uh Google emails. So, mm. I could just Ascended to another one of them. You could. You could. You could. Now, I would tell you guys, this is a good example of why we recommend a third-party mail provider. Um, if you think about it, you know, if you had like a Proton Mail or something like that, yeah. you'd be less likely to be fished. Um, they're just hitting every Gmail account they can find, right? And mm-hmm. then trying to, trying to fish it. So if you had a, a different account that they would have a harder time finding, yeah. your, your, your likelihood of being fished is much lower. Yeah, but the, the initial attack was in a text message. Interesting. It in, yeah, it was a text. And that's why I thought, because I, I told the company that I sent my watch to, yeah, because of where I work and its environment, I'm never going to hear the phone. Yeah. So just a text. So uh-huh. it was actually a text that did the phishing attack. It wasn't to an email, but like I said, to one of my email addresses, they sent the very same attack because it's it's my full name at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. And I I didn't open it. I just sent it to trash and then I emptied the trash. Yeah, yeah. Well, again, you were definitely like you said, you were fished. So if they were able to impact your 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 Google Drive, they have access to your account. So you want to get them out of there. And you want to make sure you, you know, clean up any 2FA. Now, of course, they're going to try to find anything they can, right, to try to do the next steps. Hey, Stefan, we've got a, you know, we've got a picture of you hanging out with, um, I don't know, anybody. And, uh, you know, if we don't want us to publish this, uh, you're going to need to do this. So, you know, change those passwords, get them out of your account. Um, Who knows what they've exfiltrated, just like you said, you didn't have much there. 
But this is a, a, a kind of an issue, right? This is how the fappening was a thing with those iPhones, right? All those celebrities were taking pictures of themselves because that's what celebrities do in very compromised ways. And the bad guys got into their their cloud-based email accounts and their and their iPhone um, their iCloud accounts. So you, this is the same kind of thing, right? They're hoping to find something to extort you with, most likely. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, the, the photos that they took were basically of the truck of my engine, my uh, part of my engine. There you go. Truck. There you go. So that, there, there were no, there were no compromising photos. <laughs> Nothing that the the press would be uh, concerned about there, huh, Stefan? <laughs> <laughs> Unless uh, they're they're interested in PVC valves. All right, man. So you're fine there. Try to kick them out of your account, and uh, make sure they're just set up that 2FA to be something you control, and uh, change that password. Make it very complicated. All right, sir. On the proton, though, if I get proton, yeah. What what do I do with you know on my people that have my Gmail address? Well, you give them the new address. You tell them what your new address is, and now you've got a much more secure. Uh, method of email. Uh, Just keep it in mind. I still haven't been able to get rid of Weber yet. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we gave you the tool for that. If it doesn't work, you have to email Weber on that. Sorry, bud. All righty. All right. Okay, thank you so much, gentlemen. Yeah, good luck, Stefan. Thanks for calling. All right, bye-bye. You too. All right, he's got something to do this morning. Feel (laughs) free to get online. 860-522-9842 is the number. This is Computer Talk. We're going to be here till 11 o'clock. We'll be right back. are back. This is Computer Talk with Tab. I'm Eric. And I'm Dennis. And that's Carolyn playing the music. Picking some good stuff, as always. And we appreciate that. It's to hype up her own return, she says. I never know. Are you, were you on the air when you said that, Carolyn, or not? Sometimes I never know. Okay. Yeah, she, You're welcome to say things on the air like that, you know, so people can hear you. Um, but we're going to be here till 11 o'clock. Feel free to get online. So uh, 860-522-9842 is the number. And of course, don't forget the podcast. Uh, you feel free to, you know, if you miss a show or you try to catch us later, um, you can just subscribe to the podcast with whatever podcast tool you use, and it'll get downloaded into your into your phone, kind of magically, really, uh, through the magic of the interwebs. And you will then be able to listen to to Dennis and I. There's over 500 episodes, so pretty much you could just listen and until you die, really, of <laughs> you know of too much computer talk, if that's possible. Um, an overdose of computer talk. Let's get to uh, Karen in uh, Willimantic first and see what she's got going on. What's happening there, Karen? Good morning, guys. How are you? Okay, how are you? I'm pretty good. I have a question about my cell phone. It's a Samsung S9. I've had it for about three years or so. Um, I left it in the car for a couple hours. When I get out, got back into the car, I checked the phone, and there were images of a Sudoku puzzle I had been playing like several of them. All right. So, so I'm not going to deal with it. So I put it back in the glove compartment and I had a 30 minute ride home. When I got home, I got the cell phone out of the glove compartment and the flashlight was on. Mm-hmm. Now I didn't know my cell phone had a flashlight. <laughs> if I download one, I never use it. No, it's, yeah, it's part so of the I, phone. It's And the, the access to it is built into the settings. So yeah, well, well, I, I had to search for it to turn it off. 
So well, I you thought, pull you down know. from the top of the screen, there will be a like a quick menu they call it in Samsung ease. And one of the icons there should be the one to turn off that uh, flashlight. Yeah, I did that. But yeah. something, then I thought, you know, maybe my phone was hacked. I don't know how to check for that. However, two days later, I tried to get into my email through my laptop. And every night I, I close my laptop down. I sign out of uh, email. Yeah. So the next morning, I try to get into my email on my laptop. And it says, you've reached the number of limits, uh, the number of attempts mm-hmm. to sign in. So you have to wait 12 hours to sign in. And I thought that was weird. Mm-hmm. So I put, and I have email on my cell phone as well, but I think that might have a different password. Don't ask me how it works. But anyway, no one got into my email and I waited, no, honestly, a day. It's not a big deal. But I got in. So my questions are really around the cell phone. Yeah. Is, could it possibly be connected to this person who tried to get into my email? And it's two factors, so they're never going to get in. But can I check my cell if it's been hacked? How would I do that? And is there an anti-something that prevents this in the future? Mm. Good questions, right? Your, our phones can act kind of funky on us, and they do things. Like my phone last night at around 11 o'clock buzzed. And I thought, I, then I went and looked at it, and there was literally not an app notifying anything. It just decided, it's like it burped or something. Um, woke me up. And uh, so sometimes these phones do things they're, that you don't, they're not supposed to be doing. Um, you know, they, it's, it's, you find it, you pick it out, take it out of your pocket, and the camera app's on. Like, how the camera app get turned on? So, of course, you start to go to these weird places, right? You know, NSA has access to turn on our camera apps and our phones and our microphones, right? So you start to go to these weird places. Not that you're doing anything wrong, Karen. Um, but, uh, you know, it could be just updates. It could just be coincidence. Um, now, your bigger question is, are there ways to secure it? And and the, kind of the answer is not really, um, because each app is a problem, right? And... Um, there's, we even had some stories about a Singaporean bank that would look at their customers' apps and if they were side-loaded or if they were not, quote-unquote, loaded through their approved processes, they wouldn't even give their customers access to their own bank accounts because these apps are not sandboxed. They're not walled off. They're not zero trust. They're not whitelisted, as it would as it would be understood, so that these apps can do things with permissions that we may or may not want them to do. Now, so I would just kind of chalk this up to your phone acting a little weird without any additional information to say that it's a hack, okay? Um, mm-hmm. You know, remote execution of soft of applications is difficult. Now, if you've got so if you've got programs on your phone that are kind of funky, you got to be careful when you load these programs because even through the big stores, the the Apple stores and the Google stores, there's tens of thousands of malicious apps out there that yeah. will that will show up as a as a valid app, right, Dennis? Oh, absolutely. Happens all the time. And then the bad guys make them malicious. You've been using, right. let's just use Sudoku, right? Who knows where that app came from? Do you know where that app was written from? Is it is it a Samsung app or is it who's no, is it Uzbekistanian? That's a thing. <laughs> right? Who knows where that is? That. <laughs> yeah. I don't, right? So be careful with the apps. We're too, we're too um, trusting of the software that we put on our phones. We all are. Like I'm getting into yeah. atomic habits, right? I'm trying to figure yeah. out how to improve my life with little steps. So there's a tool out there called a habit tracker, right? Because yeah. I'm a geek, and the idea of tracking a habit is something that helps you change your habit, right? So 
They gave examples of people having two jars, and if you make X number of sales cards, you take you take a, a paperclip out of the full jar and move it into the empty jar, and you can actually see your habit working of making sales calls, and you wonder, based on that, you're going to actually have production, right? Same thing with this habit tracker. Yeah. Which tracker did I pick? Did I pick one that was valid? Could I pick one that's going to also track more than I want them to track? Right? right. We all fall into those these things, so you got to be careful. As far as your email, your phone uses the same password for your email. All the, the your, your email password is the same. So um, hmm. if uh, somebody tried to get into your email, then you'd have this issue. Somebody was typing in the wrong password to get into your email. So I would contend that someone was trying to hack your mailbox. What do you think, Dennis? I I definitely think that was possible. So. <laughs> Now, who, where does your email reside? Who offers you? Who, who hosts your email? I don't know if I'm sad or proud. It's on an sbcglobal.net domain. Aye, aye, aye. Okay. I know. <laughs> so, so someone's trying to hack into your email, I would contend. Um, yeah. Uh, it's possible. Or your husband changed something and, and now it, it, he forgot to change the password somewhere else and it's doing that. That happens too. Did you change your password on your email? No, okay. yeah, and, and yeah, he he probably didn't do that. But here's the thing with my cell phone: I have two apps on it that I downloaded myself. Yeah. One is for the gym; the other one is for my garage door. Yeah. Okay. So I'm not a I don't I don't live with apps in my life. I could care less. I if I look at something, it's going to be on my laptop. Uh-huh. I don't really use my phone for much. And the Sudoku I play, I use a. Um, the Firefox browser, and I go to websudoku.com. So okay. if I need okay. an app for anything on my phone, I don't do it. No so sweat. I, I can live oh. without it. So. You're in better shape then. Yeah, yeah, uh, that, that's a good policy. Yeah, just giving you incidents. So my, my approach is giving you incidents that could happen. In your case, you're, pretty, you're being pretty sparse there with your apps. That's good. So, yeah. you know, that spcglobal.net is going to go away at some point. And we've had numerous call, callers over the past years where they just, their mailboxes disappear. Um <laughs> Because there is, you're not paying anything for that, right? Correct. So at some He's point, prompting me to pay, but I just don't. So. <laughs> okay. All right. My my recommendation would be to get a real mailbox from a real provider um, right. and pay for it, and your life will be more secure that way. Uh, again, I recommend Proton, but there's many other mailbox systems out there. Proton is out of Switzerland, fully mm-hmm. in, and it's fully encrypted. For all end-to-end okay. encryption. So consider it, but consider any any other real mailbox. You know, look at maybe even the provider of your internet, whether it be Comcast or Cox or whoever is offering you internet. They they'll offer you email. You really got to get into a real email box. Um, who knows who's trying to get into your into your mailbox? But if they do, they have an awful lot of access to a lot of what you do, from you're getting your financial statements to your bank telling you you did a deposit. Um, whatever it is, yeah. it's almost too much information that these these companies send via email. That if the bad guys had it, they can do some damage yeah. with it. Agree. All right. All right. Thank you, guys. You're welcome. Good luck Have out good there. Day. You too. Bye bye. Thank you. Bye. It's hard to know if your if your phone's been hacked because it does act kind of funky. Yeah, yeah. It it's way too easy um, for a phone, especially like it. I I was thinking it it was in a glove compartment. Mm-hmm. It can literally slide around in there. Yeah. And then it can act like some kind of a control on the screen got pushed. Yeah, get t- yeah something And get yeah, it's a phantom, pu- uh, you know, a phantom tap. Right. So many ways. Yeah. Um, so we're going to step out for a quick break. We got Bob and another caller coming in. Feel free to uh, get online. 860 522 9842 is the number. 
And uh, everything's been posted over at computertalkwithtab.com. And it should update. It's still a little delayed on the update. It's the, it's the tool we use. You know, it is what it is. And then uh, over on our Computer Talk with Tab Facebook page, the network, the, the, the listener network is what we're moving all this over to. Uh, so it kind of really is focusing the show on what it is, which is designed for as a public service to you guys out there in the in the consumer world, the radio world versus our our day jobs, which is supporting businesses. <laughs> um, so we'll be right back. And we are back and doing our best to help you not get hacked in the first place, if possible. Um, and that's again trying to you know put the put the put um, open DNS in place on your computer. Um, good antivirus. Don't answer when somebody says, "What's your password?" on the radio. I say, "Hey, what's your <laughs> password?" Don't answer. Um, let's get to your calls here. We're going to go to who's on the longest. Going to Hebron and Bob first. What's going on, Bob? Hi guys, uh, love the show. Thanks. Um, I have uh, Proton. Uh, mm-hmm. doesn't have much storage. I'm going to upgrade it to the paying account, so I've got a lot of storage, and I'm really going to start using it Good. for okay. important stuff. Yeah. Um, but my first question about it is um, I have a Gmail account, which is really the, uh, the only account I use right now, mm-hmm. and uh, they, are, uh, they have a recovery phone number for me, Yep. but not an email uh, recovery for me. If I were to give them uh, Proton, yeah. would all of a sudden Proton start getting bombed with all kinds of junk from uh, no. from G- Gmail? No, I don't think so. Okay, no, I, I don't. Uh, I don't think G. I don't think Google would um, take that information and then publish blast you with ads and stuff. No. no. No, if, okay. if they say they're using it just as a, you know, a backup contact method, that's what they're going to do with it. Yep. Okay. All right. Good. Good yeah. to know. Uh, last week, uh, the uh, the sub guy for uh, Dennis, uh, he mentioned uh, VLC, a uh, multimedia player that he said was really good. Yeah. Yes. And uh, I went looking for that, and um, I found... Uh, it wasn't VLC.com because that was something other. It's videoland.org. Uh, I, I tried uh, VLC.org, and um, that looked more like it, but it was very amateurish. It even said uh, domain name for sale. And then right. I went searching, and I found uh, videoland.org. And that looks like that's the one. That looks legit. That is legit, and yeah. this is the issue when we don't have our live links running. We had we we were really busy that day with everything happening at the same yeah. time, and nobody around to put those links in. So yeah, videoland.org, and we'll put it in again today for you. Yeah, I'll get okay, that. Okay, well, all right. Uh, that's the uh, that's the next thing. Uh, when I go and look on the uh, uh, tab.com uh, page, it doesn't look like anything's getting. Uh, Yes, Dennis. Okay. Something, he was on vacation. Dennis is on vacation. I couldn't do. It. <laughs> he has one job. Okay, he has one job. <laughs> uh, no. Uh, uh, oh no! I understand. We we all need vacations, yeah. but uh, uh, does that mean that that's going to start getting uh, updated? He, he's doing it now. That's, that's I, the right. That's okay. So that's still the right place to look. Yeah, you can go to computertalkwithtab.com. The live links area will be there. And of course, if you follow us over at the Computer Talk with Tab Listener Network Facebook page, it'll be there as well. 
Uh, okay. Um, I barely, I barely know how to use uh, Facebook, but I'll give it a shot. Eh, you're probably um, better off then. And, <laughs> and uh, yeah. Audacity is the place to listen to uh, your back, your older shows, uh, yes. right? Um, yes. Odyssey. I, to, I, I, I uh, uh, right. Sorry. Um, I tried to listen to a previous show, and uh, it kept jumping me in like about 15 minutes into the show already. I don't know, I don't know what I was doing wrong, but uh, I couldn't get it to start from the start. I mean, I couldn't, yeah, I couldn't uh, get it to play from the beginning of the show. Hmm. So We um, haven't heard that before. But, no. uh, you know, maybe it's you <laughs> oh, in this okay. case. Who knows, Bob? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm exploring new territory. Uh, Good. Okay, uh, that's all I have for right now. Thanks very much. You're uh, welcome. Like I said, love the show. Our pleasure. I'm glad you're there. Bye-bye. All right, bye-bye. Um, yeah, it's important to get a more a more formal email address these days. No more of this free stuff, guys. Um, no more of uh, you know not even knowing who your provider of email is and hoping they stay in business like that SBC Global stuff uh, or, or S at snet.net, which is, I mean, come on. These domains are going to get retired eventually and uh, these companies are not going to keep paying to store your email um, they're not doing it out of the kindness of your their heart I promise you um, so the other benefit of having a professional formal email address is again this is our lives are connected to these email addresses whether we like them or not and if, if you're worried about oh I got to tell everybody that I have a new email address well when sbcglobal.net goes away what are you going to do right you're stuck you're going to scramble wouldn't right. That, wouldn't it be better to migrate it rather than scramble? Yeah, you want to be able to migrate it while you can still email out of it to everybody that you know, right? And then tell them what the new email address is. We you see know, it, we, and we see it in businesses all the time. They wait to upgrade their servers, and then they crash. And they could have migrated them that were at least in a healthy state rather than in an emergency state. So don't do that to yourself. And um, you're logging in with your email address in many cases. Your your financial institutions, your banking institutions, anything that's important to you is emailing you. Uh, yes, you're getting all the junk too, but it's time to really treat email as important as it is because that's where the fishers are going to hack you. Mm-hmm. And of course, the other thing is, if you have you know a, a paid account, mm-hmm. you always have tech support for it. So right. if something goes wrong with however you're getting into it. Mm-hmm. You've got somebody to call, and they can help you fix it. Exactly. Whatever is going on. So that's always a good thing. And the other benefit is, again, paying for a mailbox. Again, I don't get anything for telling you about Proton or anything like that, but paying for a mailbox. The bad guys are are going after the the fish in the barrel, which is all you guys and the free stuff. They're going after the free stuff. They're going to have less targeting of the paid stuff, I would contend. Um, So... That kind of makes you a little more anonymous. Now, eventually, you'll be a target. I can't. I can't make your email address disappear, right? The more you use it, the longer it's out there. Let's say you use a, fin- big, a major financial institution, and they get hacked, and they know now that you're, the bad guys know your email address. Well, then they can try to fish you, right? Um, but it's at least harder, I would contend, by having a formal account than something that's free. Maybe I'm wrong. Who knows? <laughs> Probably am. Uh, let's try to get to your calls here, Jack in East Hartford. Next, may have to hold you over, Jack, to the uh, top the, oh, after the break. But go ahead. Um, yeah, my credit cards got hacked this week. Okay. Ooh. Uh, Tuesday morning, I opened up my email and I found what looked like uh, several spam emails. So um, I just looked at the address from one, and it 
was an education edu- uh, institution, and the title was confirmed with a string of about 30 random characters after it. Mm-hmm. And so um, it was to confirm a subscription to this organization's newsletter. <laughs> so I deleted deleted all those, but there was also an email that said, you know, order confirmation, welcome to our, you know, company. Right. And someone someone had ordered a coffee grinding machine. Yeah. And it list, it listed the guy's name and address as the deliver to address and it listed my name as the billing address. Yeah. So I called my uh, or checked the website for my credit card and sure enough the transaction was pending. Yep. Called the bank, told them what happened, yeah. they canceled the card. Good. Okay. Uh, Later on in the day, I realized that I had a scheduled payment with Frontier. Oh, right. That screwed Uh, that up. Yeah. So I called them, and I said, cancel that payment. I gave them... Real quick. Hang on, Jack. We're running out of time. Can we finish it off the top of the hour? Yep. All right. We're going to put Jack back on hold and hear his story. This is Computer Talk with Tab. We'll be right back.